Good evening, true believers. We find ourselves on another dimly lit episode of the Chomp. Yeah, I'm sorry, I fucked up of Chomping After Dark. <laughs> We're gonna leave that in because stumbling is sometimes fun. Uh, when we fall, we gotta get back up. Shay Layton Deep thoughts with Richmeister <laughs> is imprisoned in the raft. So I am joined here by, of course. The shocker himself, one Morgan Barnes. That's right. <laughs> it's, you're not the first person to call me the shocker. Uh, that's for sure. You are the first male to call me the shocker, uh, for what that's worth. So, yeah, Josh that's, is holding up his fingers. That's exactly right. And, you know, uh, and- yeah, across the way, holding up his fingers uh, in honor of the shocker, the man, he's <laughs> often confused with him. You know him as Joshua Fowler. Electro is here. Mm. <laughs> Electro and the shocker. That, that, mm. Just laughs it off. Mm. I don't know. I that was still a yeah, a poor choice yeah. in naming. Yeah, wasn't it? Though? <laughs> yeah. It's why do they call you the shocker if you don't use electricity? He uses shock waves. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, of course, These are... am your, your host for this lovely escapade, uh, the Rich Meister here from New York. New York, where our story is set. Um, and he we're here to the like, cape in escapade. Es- that cape is not in that word. Damn Just it. cap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he puts the cape in escape paid. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we're here tonight to discuss spider-man miles morales so before we start off i want to talk about why i like spider-man so much so for me being from new york new york is such a vital part of spider-man stories um because that's what always like i, I have a love for dc superheroes as well but New York City and Spider-Man and Marvel stories that that's what always set it apart for me as as a kid like those like Batman has Gotham Superman has Metropolis New York City is a real place and like to read these stories as a kid and be able to like recognize places I had seen on the page in real life um that's what always like put Spidey ahead for me that's what always like made his stories feel more engaging um, but we're here to talk about Miles Morales, who made his first appearance in 2011's Ultimate Fallout. Uh, I remember reading a lot of Miles stuff in college. Uh, M- Miles had hooked me in no time. Uh, he, he, he was similar to Peter Parker in a lot of ways, but I feel like more smartly written and more modernly written. And he represented like the he was this protege to Peter Parker, but at the same time, he was representative of a more diverse and more accurate New York city. Like, yeah, the, the one, like 
<laughs> this random white teenager in New York is naturally the one who becomes a superhero when it's written in the 60s. Um, but today we are here to talk about Insomniac's Spider-Man Miles Morales, the sort of half-step follow-up to uh, Insomniac Spider-Man. Uh, so if you guys, obviously this is a spoiler show, so we are going to talk in depth about the story and what happens and our opinions on that and what we thought worked, what we thought didn't work. So at this point, I'm about to get into the, the nitty gritty of Spider-Man Miles Morales. So if you don't want any spoilers, you want to finish the game first, get the fuck out of here and then come back. Yeah. I was just going to say that, um, really briefly, I had very much Mm -hmm. like the opposite experience. Um, from you as a kid, as much as I enjoyed the, uh, well, it's cause you're from sp- a fictional place. Yeah. It's, it's the Spider-Man films. Yeah. I grew up in basically coat like Florida and desert. So it's like beaches and stuff. And I, and I connected more for whatever reason with Batman, just being like interested in the villains and how dark and brooding it was. And I just thought Spider-Man looked kind of goofy with the, with the red suit. Cause that's what he was told New York was like. Um, it's not. Yeah, I had never. I yeah, I've never been to New York, so it didn't. It, like you said, for you, it makes it a lot of sense. It used to be like that. He heard about Thanks those crime waves in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then yeah, fucking just, Giuliani actually, came through. I learned more about Spider-Man playing the Insomniac game, and then digging into stuff than I ever. I never really felt a strong connection to. I always had trouble getting into the Superman, the Spider-Mans, and or any of the like comic book characters that were like kind of bright and colorful. Um, so the fun ones. Um, yeah. So, uh, for whatever reason, I like, yeah, uh, I've never been to, you know, there's a I've lot of bright and colorful universe. Batman stories. Just so you know, I'm not familiar with them. I'm sure they exist somewhere, uh, <laughs> in the sixties, maybe sixties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, that's uh, just that's just how I was as a kid. I'll so kick I'll kick it off for you. We'll, we'll we'll let's let's talk about Miles. Let's talk about the bright and colorful world of Spider Man. Uh, All right. So this game picks up uh, about a year after the events of Insomniac Spider Man. Uh, Miles has been training under Peter for about a year, and he's getting more confident in his abilities, and he's basically become sort of Peter's crime-fighting partner like not necessarily a sidekick like because they're, they're on the same level with abilities peter just has more experience yeah. um and he's struggling to kind of find how he fits in and and you know prove himself uh so the game starts uh with miles and peter escorting a convoy uh carrying prisoners to the newly rebuilt raft uh prison and Miles, trying to prove himself, accidentally uh, miscalculates some, some weight distribution here, and he frees the rhino, who uh, just starts to wreak havoc through Harlem. Uh, so Miles makes a move to stop the escapees, and Peter is struggling against Rhino, who eventually doesn't put him down, but overpowers him. And Miles intervenes, and, like, I mean, at that point, yes, he puts him down. He's... Peter's Peter's down for the count and Miles discovers uh he has a an ability that will eventually be dubbed the Venom Blast but essentially is bioelectricity um and he manages to put Rhino down and uh they they leave Rhino in the custody of the Roxon Corporation uh who will we will talk about a lot during this uh, and then Peter, in a in a exchange on a rooftop, informs Miles that 
him and his girlfriend Mary Jane Watson will be uh going overseas to uh over the holidays for uh Daily Bugle reporting in Simcaria where Peter will be the photographer. So we went through a lot. That's sort of the opening set piece. Um it's a big fun set piece. Uh so the first question I wanted to ask you guys and we'll start with Morgan is uh Miles Bioelectricity is one of the first things you get to see here that really sets him apart as a a superhero from Peter. Um so I just wanted to ask uh I know Josh probably was, which is why I'll focus his mate on maybe a little bit more on Morgan. As someone who isn't terribly familiar with the comics, were you aware of uh Miles' other abilities? And if not, what are what are your thoughts on them and how they're executed here? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, did not know anything about Miles Morales at all, other than watching, you know, in, Into the Spider-Verse with my kids. Uh, great kids movie. Um, <sighs> sorry, I had to get it in there. Uh, yeah, no, nothing about it. Um, I implemented, like, really well. I will say that after not playing Spider-Man for a while, like, I hadn't played, you know, Spider-Man since the Insomniac game, which was, what, two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that? Um, the combat yeah. is very overwhelming for me at first like it took me like an hour to like not suck at the combat and then like by the end they of the also, game I was they basically start you with the full skill set from the end of the the first game so yeah. it's uh, like you're going into it with a fully unlocked skill tree yeah there's a lot yeah. immediately going into this and a lot game. of it kind of feels no yeah you're right josh a lot of it just feels a little unnatural at first like when you haven't played it in a while it's like okay i have to hold these two buttons to throw this and then if i want to do i have to jump and hold l1 and hold these two to hit the ground oh and this is kick and there's a lot going on eventually you know when you get into the game it becomes second nature despite once you're you're comfortable with it again i think it all feels really fluid yeah Uh, like i i mentioned this forever ago when we were talking about the the first spider-man game about how Everyone was talking about how it it lets you feel like Spider Man, like wow, like like I like everything flows together so naturally, and like yes, but also I feel like this is one of the more difficult combat systems they've they've made in this style game. Um, to to the point There's a lot where to it. it allows you to feel like Spider Man, like when you finally understand everything you will be flowing from like one combo to the next and just destroying people. But if you, it's, it is very punishing if you're not doing it correctly. Um, yeah, it can you can be get for fucked sure, up yeah. fast. Yes. And you have to use your, your energy that you use for your big special moves. You have to use that to heal. So it's kind of a, you trade off. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're screwing up, you're just, you're healing instead of destroying people. And, uh, yeah, like, especially at the beginning of this game, because you are just kind of sent in there with the original full moveset, <laughs> I I felt like I was pretty bumbling as far as um, Me too, yeah. a superhero goes coming right into this, because I, I had not just replayed the original before this or anything. Um, and, honestly, I feel like thematically it worked pretty well, because if you're not caught up on spider-man at this point it it feels like you barely make it through this opening segment Um, which yeah you're supposed to feel a little fledgling and all over the place and uh that was actually going to be another question but i'll just uh i'll throw it in here because i feel like it's a good place as any um 
one of the things you'll notice immediately in the style of Miles Morales as compared to uh, the original Insomniac Spider-Man is Miles's like fluidity and motion in the air is so different and like erratic compared to that of Peter Parker who feels like more precise and like just com- I don't even know if I want to necessarily call it a confidence um in his swinging but like more deliberate but whereas Miles feels like almost more stylistic and he's kind of flailing and like he's this gangly teenager and I think that just represents how different the character is um is that something you guys um we'll start with uh josh on this one is that something you picked up on immediately and like because it stood out to me as i was starting the game yeah um the whole move set is like extremely deep at the beginning but also because you don't know any combos and they like slowly give that to you like y- you do if you've played the original but like yeah. even even if you played those it doesn't There's a lot. There's a lot coming. You can directly start into doing this. a lot immediately if you've played the others, but like that stuff will reveal itself to you over the next few hours. But a lot of it's already on the table, and there is there's still a skill tree, uh, but a lot of that is relegated to Miles's new abilities that Peter Parker lacks, which are his camouflage yeah. ability and his his uh, bioelectricity. Yeah, and especially right off the bat, it feels, and a lot of this is down to the animation work, which is just some of just absolutely top notch like just best in best in the business um type the feeling of essentially the same move set but translated into a character who is not as sure of themselves is immediately evident um with the just like the feeling of like if you uh like Starting a combo on one character and then moving on to like another enemy or something feels very different and somehow less deliberate in this mm-hmm. game. It feels like, oh wow, I just noticed this other thing that's about to kill me. I've got to go deal with yeah. this now. Then, and it's it's like minor minor changes in the animations that make it feel like that. Um, and it's just it feels more hectic. Like this, this whole game in general kind of feels really hectic, especially at the beginning. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that, but um, you're, yeah, you're probably right. I just didn't even, I wasn't even aware of that. I just, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting to think about in context, uh, comparison wise, how they were able to pull that off. Um, they even, I was even joking with Josh the other night while I was trying to get some trophies that there was things in the combat that I hadn't even really ever done or thought about doing. There's all these things in the combat that I had done, but like little things like swinging and into an enemy midair and kicking them was something for some reason I had never done. Like Mm. there's like all these little nuances. And that's a great way to get an air combo going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Combos in the air. It's grabbing enemies in midair or like wrapping them up and throwing them in. There's like, it's almost like there's a ton of depth to that. It's to the combat. Like, it's almost like it feels like it's impossible for the human brain to like, remember everything you can do in the combat. Um, But at the same time, it all flows together so nicely. Yeah. It's not like necessarily a, 
a diss on the game. It's just like it's just a no, lot. no, no. I, I wasn't reading that way. Um, yeah, no, no. But mm-hmm. I, again, I think that's a good thing because it is. It's yeah, there's so yeah. much depth there that it you caters can, to different play styles. You can yeah, diff- you can, yeah, you can approach mm-hmm. different yeah, yeah. You can, for, you know, for example, I wrapped all these guys up and threw them. Let me when these guys, let me just smash them, or these guys, let me web them. Like even stopping guys by just webbing them against the wall is like an an apt way of doing things if you want. I mean, like, for example, um, because of Miles' extra powers and sort of fledgling status, and I I think they want to focus on a more mature Peter Parker in this universe, uh, Peter has a lot more actual gadgets. Uh, Yeah. Miles only has a few of the gadgets Peter has established, and one of them I found myself missing was the tether web, um, which is the, the web you sort of throw out that... Like, you can attach to a wall or you can attach it to a thug and it'll immediately seek, like, the nearest enemy and just kind of smash them together. Oh, and that's, yeah. One thing I loved in the original game was just throwing a tether web on somebody and watching another fucking goon just, like, bash heads with them at high speeds. Yeah, and then be able to um, kind of tie that together into, like, a combo on both of them at that point. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, there's a lot of them I didn't... A lot of the moves I didn't even... Like, I didn't even use the... The, that weird warping thing until the end of the game where I had to do a uh, side quest that wanted me to do it, where you, like, throw that warping um, thing on the ground and it sucks enemies into it. The gravity it. well. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, but I, like, never... For whatever yeah. reason, I found that there was enough in the combat that, like, kept me interested. I didn't even have... I didn't even feel really inclined to use any of the abilities except for the, um, you know, the general web shooting, so... Yeah. Interesting. All right, uh, well, I'll just keep moving us ahead, then. Um... So, uh, while investigating a break-in at Roxxon Plaza, which is, as we mentioned, the Roxxon uh, Corporation before, has this sort of uh, newfound energy, uh, basically a research center set up in Harlem called Roxxon Plaza. Uh, Miles ends up clashing with the Underground, a uh, which are a sort of group of these techie uh, freedom fighters who have a vendetta against Roxxon. Yeah, um, which is... One of the iffiest handled yeah, portions like, of the story, uh, but they're 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 a terrorist group. But Roxxon's also not great, so it's hard to know who you're rooting for. Yeah, it, it, yeah, they handle that really weird. It kind of feels like like it, it's like a terrorist group versus a privatized militia, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to care about anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, am Ooh, I supposed to yeah. cheer for Blackwater here? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh. Yeah, he briefly clashes with them there trying to steal some data about uh, New Form, Roxxon's new energy source. Um, and after that, he returns home to celebrate Christmas with his mother and his uh, best friend, Ganky, who uh, is staying with them over the holidays. And Miles is uh, surprised to learn that his mother also invited uh, Finn, his older best friend who from his high school, I'm sorry, from middle school, who he has not spoken with in over a year. Um... So they all sort of catch up, and the next day, uh, Ganky shows Miles that he has created an app um, that'll allow Miles' Spider-Man to sort of uh, communicate directly with uh, the citizens of New York. Um, and one of the first people to use the app is Miles' uncle, Aaron Davis. Uh, and after helping him out with some problems with his new job on the subway and some blockages there... Uh, Aaron essentially ends up revealing that he's put two and two together and realized that Miles is knows that he's the Spider-Man. new Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, 
Then uh, shortly after that, Miles ends up attending one of his mother's campaign rallies. And at this point, the underground ends up attacking, attacking the Roxxon guards present. Um, and Miles makes a move to try and stop the conflict before it escalates. At which point, he discovers that the underground are after Roxxon's experimental energy source, New Form. And, of course, because it's a Spider-Man story, uh, his, uh, his friend Finn is their leader, the Tinkerer, an existing Marvel villain and a very new take on it, and a very interesting one. So basically, um, I- I'm going to breeze through a lot here, so bear with me at this point. Uh, after finding that out, and he Miles ends up investigating and learning that Finn wants to avenge the death of her brother Rick, who was poisoned while working on New Form, which he created and killed by uh, Roxxon CEO Simon Krieger after attempting to sabotage the project. Um, and he learns all this with assistance from his uncle Miles, who uh, his uh, Miles' uncle Aaron, who in the process he learns is the Prowler. Uh, which is a a a known Spider-Man villain who is always Aaron Davis in the not always but the the most modern versions are Aaron Davis in the comics. Um, and he learns that that's what sort of drove a wedge between his uncle and his father was his criminal life as this uh sort of master thief. Uh, and basically, uh, Miles ends up discovering Finn's plan is to ruin Roxxon by bombing the plaza. Uh, and showing that new form has dangerous effects and is basically volatile. Um, yeah. And Krieger has been covering this up, which is why she he killed Finn's brother and just kind of doesn't want any of this to come to light. So, now, we went through a lot there. Yeah. Um, so we we can sort of touch on any of that, but the big question I really wanted to ask was, Spider-Man stories often, and... Uh, I know Josh and I actually talked about this with you in private, Morgan, so I'm interested to get your thoughts first, are about juggling the secret identity. They're about balancing your life, life as Miles Morales and life as Spider-Man. And it sort of always comes to a head when those pieces of Spider-Man's life sort of come together in the ways that Aaron Davis is the Prowler, who is often at odds with Spider-Man. Finn is the Tinkerer, who is now directly at odds with Spider-Man. Um, what was the Finn reveal obvious to you is sort of the big question. And do you think they took that to interesting places? Um, I, I, I guess it, I guess it was obvious, but it wasn't really that problematic for me. Okay. Let me back up. I'll back up just a little bit and I'll try to breeze back, through this. T- talk about whatever, whatever, like yeah. whatever you want to touch upon floors sort of open to both of you to share your okay. ideas on the bigger question and points you thought were worth talking about. Yeah. And yeah, I know you, yeah. And it's good. I know we chunked through a big part of the story, which is good. Um, my initially, when I first popped it in, like I told you guys, because it was, you know, the rhino again at the beginning and not, being familiar with the combat because it had been a while I had I wasn't really I played the first hour and I just had trouble getting into it but then when I picked it up again down the road um you had that sequence with Miles and his friends and family at the house and um that was the the sequence that sort of got me a little bit more into the game I was getting used to like Finn seemed like a really cool character as a friend of his also sort of like I guess a brilliant scientific mind as well was implied and Genki was kind of generic but his mom was you know running for um, 
fuck what was she running for again it was like city council or something like that and mayor i don't think it was mayor was but yeah ma- i can't remember yeah i don't know yeah, why again, i'm having again, remembering specifically what that was i know but, like um, I, I think that's less important office. than yeah i can't remember like i i feel like it was something with the borough itself so something with harlem in particular yeah so, yeah so it wouldn't be mayor but whatever the representative from harlem was and i'm probably wrong yeah. and it was mayor this whole fucking time but anyway um and yeah rich can probably inform us when he gets back from the bathroom but anyways um that that whole sequence i was kind of getting into the vibe of everything of the of the story yeah. and the the human element of everything yeah um, that christmas like really short section but just showing them interacting on a human level like you're saying was excellent like i i loved seeing um all these characters interact on just a personal level at that point, like seeing, seeing miles kind of dealing with, you know, Christmas without his dad there, like with everything else going on with, you know, the family with them, with them moving. There's just, there's so much going on there on a, so much in his life has been through upheaval in the past 12 months. That's, that's just relatable stuff on a personal human level. Um, that I think just really grounds the character and makes it feel like someone you can connect to, um, in in one way or another, because it gives you it, like again, it's it's so much all at once that even if it's not something, even if not all of it is something, you know, you can connect to. There's got to be something like there's so much going on in Miles' life in that kind of first segment of 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 that that again that that christmas dinner sort of um interlude between the intro to the game and then the game proper um hits so game. many notes wonderfully that it, it makes you mm-hmm. like it, it gives you a million chances to connect directly and identify with that character the game it had a weirdly like like you know how there's movies that are like you sort of associate with Christmas. It had a weirdly like sort of Christmas association with the setting yeah, and well, the vibe. Yeah, I mean it's all, all set over the course of like that that very short time span. Um, yeah. Again, because it had to relay like why is Peter Parker not here? Because he he's gone helping MJ um, over the holidays with with work holidays. stuff. And yeah, it was like a holiday, like the video game version of like a holiday movie or something, which is interesting. I don't really. Yeah. Which also adds a, a livelihood to the to the city, um, like with the Christmas decorations. Batman Arkham Origins is also set on Christmas Day. Yeah, oh, is it? And it's oh, a diary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, I liked that they did not sort of um, build up these really elongated, annoying things where it's like it takes forever for someone to realize who you are. Like very quickly. Your uncle acknowledges he knows who you are, you know, very quickly. Like first mission, yeah. And and also that stuff comes back around because somebody with Aaron Davis's, let's say, career choices would be good. At, like, he's kept an identity secret. He knows what that's about. It would make mm-hmm. sense that he's able to, to well, sort of yeah. suss that stuff out. And Miles is bad at his whole voice, and, like, he says a lot of silly things. Like, there's a couple times he referred yeah. to people by name on accident briefly, or, like, his, like, yeah. You yeah. know, he's just getting, it'd be hard to always. He's a kid. He's he's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a kid, and he fucks well, up being super, or being Spider-Man yeah, regularly at the beginning. Hard to, 
Yeah. To remember to do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought they did a good job with all of the reveals. They weren't like really drawn out. They were sort of like. Yeah. Pretty and, quick. And, to just and again, kind of like you mentioned at the beginning of all this, I, I think the Finn thing was just blatantly obvious from the get go. I, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone could have played any portion of this game and not instantly known that Finn was the tinkerer. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's just when she's standing there talking to you and she's like, ah, I've been talking for 10 seconds, but I got to go and I'm acting real weird. Yeah, it's like, like okay. it's just it's the most <laughs> obvious thing ever, but somehow doesn't feel. It's, it I, still I think, works, regardless it, of that. It's, it's yeah. one of those things of, like, Somehow. the relationship is strained, and this does happen in Spider-Man stories. Like, it's been done with Peter Parker and Harry Osborn before, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm kind of at, at an odds with you because, you know, you're clearly keeping something from me, but I also can't be that mad because I'm keeping something from you. And when it comes to a head, yeah. it, was, it turns out the thing we were keeping from each other was every time we were leaving the room, it was to go put on spandex and punch each other in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's very much yes. that story again, but I, I think stuff, because yeah. of that, it works. Like, it's it's not yeah. a it's not a new conceit that, like, no. oh... Your your best friend is also a supervillain. It's it kind of like it works. It works because we're kind of we, we, like we expect this at this point. Um, yeah, and it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, know? like like and again, I still feel like this particular version of it was weird because of the whole <sighs> underground slash rocks on that. <sighs> It, again, it, there's it no wasn't hero it, in this in that yeah in that dynamic. Like, it wasn't it was it wasn't as bad as like Watchdogs Legion as far as like oh no this is BLM and there's somehow the bad guy it wasn't that well but uh, it sure felt thing. adjacent to it well well uh, um, I think that's what Miles Morales actually ends up succeeding at is because at the end of the day it doesn't try and paint either of those as groups of good people yeah it's it's like a lot of the people in the underground have been wronged but what they're doing is also wrong but they're still working yeah exactly like like their overall goal is is not good negative like yeah yeah. um and like they make that clear yeah like i think about that i think the thing that yeah like from the Right Before off we the... harp too much on that, I should probably talk more about like learning yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So let, let me I'll, just I'll, yeah, let's get yeah. there. We'll, we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I'll go yeah, through the next chunk ahead. of the story, unless Morgan, you have something else you want to get across uh, before I do so. No, I think it's better to knock it out, and then it'll just be a free for all kind of go for it. Yeah, we're I mean we're we're in the home stretch here. We got like two more bits, and I I have another not many more questions, but we'll we'll keep going here. How dare um, you ask me questions? Uh, sorry. Uh, so after betraying Finn's trust, uh, at his uncle's suggestion in order to gather information on the underground, Miles is eventually pushed into a corner and forced to reveal his identity to her, um, souring their friendship. Miles attempts to reconcile with Finn, but during this meeting, Roxanne abducts both of them, uh, along with the aid of an enhanced rhino in a new flashy looking red suit. Uh, gotta wear that rocks on red, support the corporation's colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles and Finn manage to end up escaping uh, their confinement, but uh, at this point, uh, basically, they end up learning that Aaron has been spying on Miles for rocks on, 
and that Krieger modified the Plaza's new form reactor to destroy Harlem if Finn ends up going through with her plan to blow it up. Um, and after defeating Rhino, he basically sort of antagonizes and taunts Finn about Rick's death, basically calling him a coward and that, like, he was weak in his final moments. And she comes close to killing him right there. But Miles intervenes, and um, the two end up fighting before Finn knocks Miles out and escapes. So Genki ends up picking up an injured Miles after he manages to call him after he's going unconscious and gets him home, uh, where at this point his mother discovers that her son is Spider-Man and can she's very supportive of it despite like the shock of the moment um and after like some short recovery time obviously very short because some explosive stuff's about to go video down games. <laughs> yeah. yeah because video games and comics yeah um Miles ends up trying to stop Finn but he is captured by Aaron Davis his uncle who takes him to this sort of underground uh, sewer jail cell, I guess the Prowler's got going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like his um, hideout, but he's got it set up to, yeah. in the, you know, in keep the, somebody. In like old and, subway tunnels. Yeah. Um, basically, he ends up, like, sort of having this conversation with Miles about how he doesn't want him to end up being this hero and getting killed just like his father, Jefferson, was. Yeah. Um, and at that point, Miles ends up escaping using his bioelectricity to short out the cell and has a a fight with his uncle. You get this square off with the Prowler. That's one of the um, best. I love really that part of the fight. game. Yeah. Uh, where he basically saying he can't turn his back on people. Like, he's not going to be a coward like that and walk away from it. Yeah. That, that whole section is excellent because it kind of gets... <sighs> They they tell you, like, in kind of, again, you don't have context. You don't have full, like, you, you don't know everything that, you know, these brothers went through. But um, Miles' dad and his uncle, obviously, his dad was a cop who ends up being killed um, in the... In the first game, in yeah. In the first game. Um, spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers, but again, just, before this kidding, game, I'm but, like... Um, for the, the prequel to this. <laughs> yeah. Um backwards having having the kind of fight be, be between you know the uncle and his brother's son um and do you like of, the, of the, these <laughs> ideals is really cool because again it's kind of the the idea being like okay like what what would what would would his brother have really felt like had he had the power to do what he wanted to like in, instead of just kind of it's that whole section was really cool as far as fleshing out the relationship between a Aaron and his brother and then B Aaron and his nephew at that point. And, and if you do the, um, the side quest that opens up with, uh, Aaron yeah. shortly before this bit, you get a lot more dynamic about him becoming the prowler and Miles's father finding out and sort of cutting ties with him. Yeah, I mean the um, beats where you do where you find all yeah. the beats around. Yeah, where you gotta yeah. find the beats throughout New York to finish the the uh, to sort of finish that mixtape that uh, Aaron and Jefferson were working on before, well years ago, like long before Jefferson yeah, yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away. I um, I do think that the conceit, the fight was really cool, 
and, and I like the character, but I do think the conceit was it's funny that like I want to protect you against yourself, so I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> so, well, like, yeah, I mean, that was well, actually but like, again like he's working for the bad guys because he's a mercenary. <laughs> like that's the whole point. Like he will, yeah, he's he is a thief for hire. Like he's a yeah. And that's but kind of the idea. Want... Like he knows how. A thief for hire who dresses Powerful. in neon Genesis Evangelion color palettes. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 the idea of like he knows how bad purple? the people he's when working he for are, but he's willing to do it for the money for to you know, to make his life I you know, yeah, work out the justifications that... of like when you get to it, like and he's like, you sold me out like that. And he's like, they weren't supposed to hurt you. They were supposed to take well, the others and, and leave yeah. you. And yeah, again, it's, those, it's, it's kind of like he's saying, like, he's, a little... again, like you can see where the fallout between him and his brother happened at that point. Factors and, into this. Yeah. Yeah. And how this is, this is essentially the same thing. Like where, you know, he like, he was, he was cut out of the family because, you know, it's never explained beforehand, but he obviously, you know, at this point, you realize it's because he's the pl- the prowler. Like we can't have the prowler be a part of the you know the family at this point. Um, Same color as the Plymouth Prowler. I want to add glowing purple. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I I feel like that segment of the game was one of the strongest moments as far as like, um, just the characterization of the the entire dynamic of what's going on. Um, was just it was really cool and and um, a it it kind of put a cap on this you know feud that these brothers had before one of them died. It like it finally kind of like not not like again like this is something that's going to continue going in you know into the future based off of everything we've seen in the yeah. comics and whatnot. But as far as like it puts like there. You, it puts a cap on it in the sense of they're not going to see eye to eye on this. Like they've both given their perspective on it. There's there's no reconciliation to be had. There's, here. there's no conversation to be had anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, they both said their piece and clearly are. And yeah. I want to just fit it, fit in quick because for the most part, you guys have both sort of answered the question I was going to ask, <laughs> um, which was more so like. In a lot of ways, in the comic books and here, Aaron Davis is, if the the death of Jefferson Davis is uh, Miles' Ben Parker moment of, like, why are you a superhero? Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Um, Aaron Davis is, in a lot of ways, his Green Goblin. His, this person, whether it be Norman Osborn or Harry Osborn, uh, depending on, like, what point in Peter Parker's lineage you look at it, like, this person that was a family member or a friend that was like family that you failed in, in a lot of your eyes, like at times they're still an ally. And at times you look at them as irredeemable. And as this person, you failed to save. Yeah. Um, and I, like, and the real question was like, did that feel natural to you? Or did it feel like a forced sub B plot? And I, I guess like, I, I think it all kind of flowed naturally, even if it was a lot in the short span of this game, it happens I, quick. And I feel like that's kind of the part. It's like that, a gut punch. Yeah, it happens a little fast, and I feel like there could have been more time there. But also, like it, it does the job. Like it, I say that if it could have had more content, time there in the content. Yeah, like in in the context of like a movie or something, it's fast. Yeah. In the context of a game, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like it works much better in the context of like finally crystallizing what what Miles's reason for being Spider-Man is. Um yeah. in that section because before that point, well, I've got these powers, of course I'm going to be Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man before this, so I'm going to be also Spider-Man. Um and I feel like this section just like really reinforces why he'd want to be that and kind of gives him his own justification for it. Like I Again, like they Are you they, they, they reiterate to... that I'm I'm referring, referring to specifically to... to the fight with the prowler. With the, prowler, the okay. Yeah, like that that whole segment where like his uncle is trying to protect him, trying to stop him from being the new Spider-Man. Like, of course, this is a dumb idea. Yeah, Why would you dangerous. want to be the Spider-Man? I'm... That's that's dumb. You're going to get yourself killed. I've got to protect my my nephew here. And Miles's reason for doing so is that it's the right thing to do. Like, I I don't care if it's dangerous. I don't care if it could get me hurt. I've got there are people I need to protect. And I'm going to do that, which is again, it's the same justification as his uncle. He's going like the whole reason, uh, his uncle, you know, set him up and, and got the tinker caught during all that was to protect him. And like, he got fucked in the whole situation as well. But like, like they've got the same motivation there. They want to protect their family. Um, but his uncle's heroes do his yeah but his uncle's justification in that is like i'm gonna do anything to protect my family even if it means fucking other people over where miles when miles is yeah exactly miles is like i'm going to protect my family because they are people i'm i'm going to protect everybody in the city i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do what i can to do what's right and i feel like this crystallizes that whole thought process into a a really tangible thing at that point it's kind of like if Aaron's perspective at this point as the prowler is, well, as Josh said, like if presented with, are you going to save the city or save your family? I'm going to save my family. And if miles is presented with, are you going to save the city or save your family? It's I'm going to save everyone. Exactly. Like, if, like even if, even if he fucking fucking gets him killed, he's going to like, try yeah. to save everyone. And I feel like this, that segment really drives that home in a really impressive way um to just i again i this game feels almost rushed as far as what's what's going on i i would have loved this game to and be twice the length it is in games yeah but yeah, given yeah, the length but... that it is it just it drives home what it needs to like i don't feel like they're on the wrong track at any point in this game like sometimes it feels rushed but it never feels like they're pushing the wrong plot thread forward at any point. Like it's just, it's they're, weird. They're, it's like, it's, it's really like efficient at, at getting yeah. what they want to get across in this game. It's it's strange because the couple things I want to address to you guys. It's like they trimmed the fat, which is great, but they almost trimmed a little bit of the meat that I wanted to in the process mm-hmm. because like, I wouldn't have mind minded more on like, I did all the side stuff too, but I wouldn't, it, wasn't the same. I wouldn't have minded more on like Finn or some of the relationship stuff. It wouldn't have. Yeah. It wouldn't have bothered me. It would have been nice, I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, it, they made this game. We all knew what it was. They made this game in two years. It was supposed to be a spinoff, 
Uh, if you think about all that's there in two years, it's pretty impressive, but it still very much feels like a spinoff. It's, it, it's, it's not the same. Well, it's not even necessarily a spinoff because this all feels like important and is probably going to directly influence whatever Spider-Man 2 is. Um, yeah, I guess spinoff might not be the right word. But hmm. it's more like a, in terms of like, when you look at the way like Marvel's doing television now, it's like if... It's like important Sp- canon. If, if Sp- yeah, if Spider-Man is, like the, the original Spider-Man Insomniac game is a Captain America film, then Spider-Man Miles Morales is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series. Like, yeah. It, it's supplemental, I, but I important. Saying. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just interesting because you're comparing it directly to the... And I think that it was probably a smart decision because they felt like they could tell that story in a shorter amount of time. So it's like, it's effective. It's not the end of the world. It's just, it does feel yeah. like a I mean, that, that even makes sense given the, which some people might just like sheer more, volume of content. There is to try to recap at this point. Cause like, yeah, Spider-Man as a concept, <sighs> yeah. as a, as a comic well, has decades happens. more worth of mm-hmm. ideas to try to the coalesce into a single, this is Spider-Man idea, and this is our this continuity point. here. Yeah, I, yeah, and I so didn't like, give it, a like shit it makes sense Miles. in that in that sense, but it does like it, it's at points in this and at points in this game, it does feel rushed. Like, eh, I, I could have used another two hours here expanding on the idea. You're like, I get it. Like, it doesn't feel like I. At no point did I feel blindsided by anything, but at an no, awful lot of I, points, I, think... I felt like I could have. I could have used a little more build-up to what you, they were you trying to get across. Could, but I'll I'll always encourage the tighter storytelling because that's what encouraged me to like dig through so much of this. And like I beat this game three fucking times. Um, yeah, it, th- there's just so much going on there. But uh, before before we focus too much on everything as a whole, we got one little little tidbit of story to clear through, and okay. two two more questions really. So let me let me carve through what, what we got left here. Okay. Um. So, at this point, Finn uh, moves to execute her plan, and while the Underground and Roxxon are fighting on the streets, uh, Aaron Davis is inspired, basically, by what the, the words Miles leaves him with, and he ends up coming back and helping uh, Miles' mother, Rio, to evacuate Harlem, giving Miles a chance to confront Finn and stop the new form reactor before it goes off. And at this point, he's unable to reason with her, and Miles ends up fighting Finn uh, inside the Roxxon building in a really fun and exciting fight um, before, at this point, he ends up attempting to absorb the new form energy to negate the blast, which he's used his bioelectricity to do in the past at this point, and shut down smaller reactors. And basically, at this point, there's so much energy, he's unable to contain it. and. Finn ends up sacrificing herself by flying him to a safe distance above the city so that he can sort of release all the energy in like a blast in the air um, before it kills him. And Miles ends up falling to the ground. It, it, this sort of flight to save everyone ends up killing Finn. Um, and a lot of the the people in Harlem who you've helped a lot throughout this game end up seeing that Miles Morales is Spider-Man and they promise to keep it a secret. And uh, sort of they, they shield him while his mother gets his mask back on um, as sort of the police pull up and everything and, and sort of like they herald him away to, to protect him. Yeah. 
And at that point, we jump to four weeks later. Um, Roxxon has been dealt with. We are shown uh, Simon Krieger and a wonderful performance from Troy Baker being being put into uh, the back of a police car and yelling something about deep fakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, with, with the basically they end up getting him in prison with Aaron Davis turns himself in revealing he's the, the prowler and testifying against Simon Krieger mm-hmm. um, and Peter Parker has returned from Zimkaria and is sort of like you know praising Miles on a job well done and complimenting his amazing new suit as this sort of awesome shot of them swinging off together in the city to uh, fight crime and then I'll quickly go through the two uh, credit sequences here because this wouldn't be a Marvel property without mid-credits and post-credit sequences um, <laughs> so in a, a mid-credit sequence Norman Osborn um, is ordering a reluctant Dr. Kurt Connors uh, who Josh and I will know as the lizard and Morgan will know as lizard man uh, <laughs> Ooh, lizard man my favorite <laughs> <laughs> to uh, release Norman's terminally ill son, Harry, from this sort of, like, mm-hmm. fucking Bakta-tank-looking stasis pod, Yeah, uh, you know, despite uh, fu- him being unstable. Funny story I just had to say real quickly before as you finish up. You know how the lizard man, like, in the toys, and oftentimes he's lizard. seen with, like... The lizard. Uh... <laughs> You know, the lizard is oftentimes seen with, like, a lab coat on. Like, he's, yes. he's a lizard, but he's still wearing the lab coat because he ripped into yeah. his lizard form. It's like, um, yes... How the I was, has it's almost on. like he's a scientist yes. or something. Yeah, when I was before, when I was really young and I didn't know anything about it yet, and I would see the toy at my friend's house, I thought it was just a scientist lizard. I thought it was just a lizard that was also a lizard scientist. who happened well, to be that's, a scientist. That's yeah, kind of true in, in a lot a of ways. Scientist that turned into a lizard. I thought it was a lizard that was just really smart and he was doing research. Well, do you uh, do you know at this point yeah. Morgan, what the backstory of of Kirk Connors is? No, I tried to black out the Andrew Garfield so, okay. film. So, Doc, um, okay, Dr. Kirk Connors is a scientist who happens to be missing an arm. And he's experimenting with lizard DNA to try and regrow his arm. Yes, yeah, okay. to like regrow tails and what. Like and ends yeah. up turning himself into an anthropomorphic lizard. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. I will say if the next game focuses on the lizard and Venom, it, those are my two favorite people, so I would be... Real Likely, both of those will be appearing in the next game. Like they, um, that would be cool. But they 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 fade out on the that lizard that definitely more so than the than Venom. But also they've, they've almost definitely both. Yeah, yeah, almost definitely. Um, uh, and then in a a post credit scene, um, we see Miles atop the Trinity Church, which we know was important to him and Finn. Um, and he's basically he he leaves this award they won together in middle school at the science fair, which is covered a lot here um on top of the trinity church in her memory um so as we finish up here i've got two uh basic questions which the first of which is the question that we always ask at the end of chomping after dark which is would you recommend this game oh man there's so many things i want can we can we build <laughs> up to that for a second here there's sure. a lot of things um, i know josh and, well, had a... I, I, yeah i i had another question but we can do the we can do this is sort of uh we can do that after. So, um, Josh had, yeah. was, had a speech, but there's like, some quick things I wanted to run through real quick with you guys, um, uh, which is fine because I, I thought it was all interesting. I just there's some stuff I didn't want to forget. One, yeah. I really wish that they would have focused more on like because Finn seemed like a very level headed uh, girl and she was obviously very smart. So I thought it was pretty clear that what she was doing was wrong and dangerous. And I I did think it was weird that 
she was like the fact that she was so stubborn against it seemed a little bit against her character to me and i wondered how you guys felt about mm. that um because uh, miles is pretty obvious about hey look this you're endangering civilians people and i never got i know finn was very she had her beliefs and she was the tinker and she let all those people but i never felt like she wanted innocent people to die um, well no well here's the thing that that's important there is one at this point Miles hasn't seen Finn for about a year before the chronics of that game. In this time, her brother is murdered by this corporation who is trying to cover up yeah. uh, information about this energy source that will end up probably killing all of million, Harlem. Millions, if not billions of people in the long term. Um, as If New Form spreads the way Simon Krieger wants it to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at this point, like through all the the secrecy to a point she's sort of doing these mental gymnastics because accepting what miles is telling her would mean that everything she's doing is for nothing. And she's basically turning herself yeah. into a villain. And at the same time, she's telling herself like, she doesn't no, want to see it. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like the truth is in front of her and she doesn't want to see it. Exactly. Well, yeah, Of course, yeah. all villains kind of, especially comic villains will kind of have that, that thing. But I just felt like the way she was portrayed was very, level yeah. good even at the end like saving him like uh, like even though yeah. his family well like, she comes way... she comes around in the end yeah she's able to see she has that moment yeah but i felt like she was there and she only i guess what i'm saying is it's not it was effective i didn't find it bad i just felt like her character was would not have been i didn't get the the vibe that she would have been willing to sacrifice human life and that's why miles wanted to stop her right that's what his whole thing yeah was. and i so I'm conflicted on it. That's all I'm saying. I'm conflicted. Yeah. On no. That. No. No. I totally see that because I get I, what you're saying. It's it's interesting to think about. I least. don't feel like they gave her enough time to kind of explain why she was doing stuff because it's it it all, it all happened pretty fast. Um, you're fed the information and just sort of like you you run with it. You're never going to see that that. There's not a conversation that happens yeah. in her yeah. psyche. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you, you have the facts of she is this person. Then this event happens. Now she is the tinker. Yeah, and, and a lot of it near. seems like yeah. she, th- again, like they're child geniuses at this point, and it feels like she thinks she's in control of a lot of stuff that she's really not in control of. With like, oh, I can totally do all this. I can totally stop this co- corporation, who's you know like way more powerful than I really understand, and eventually be able to expose them for killing my brother and endangering all these people. And even though I know it's dangerous, I'm, I'm totally fine. It's not an issue. And again, I like it's, it, it's because our point of view is Spider-Man this whole time. We know it. That's not a good idea because he's got information she doesn't have. And like, yeah, it, as far as the way the story of telling is going, I, again, I kind of, I, started with this with the whole like it's it feels like it's hard to tell who they're trying to frame as the bad guy because it's they're they're trying to put a lot of nuance here which well they're kind of both bad guys yes no i i I think at the end and it might take some time for that to be totally clear because you get those moments of peter you know seeing the underground with finn and i think it's clear all the way through that the underground are the bad guys as well as the rocks on corporation. Yeah, not because their goal militia. is the wrong thing, but because they mm-hmm. don't care about who they hurt on the way. Yeah. And that's exactly. that's the yeah. issue. And and that's yeah. and Finn, all wish, of, well, all guess... of what 
it, and, and at the I end, get, they're kind of the Foot Clan from TMNT. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say of, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of teenagers like stealing iPads when, and eating dude, pizza. Yeah, because like again, like at the, the end, like it's not it's not a matter of like stopping the big bad. You've got to stop the person who you know is right from accidentally killing somebody. Is kind of yeah. where the story ends up yeah. at the end. Well, because they're and, willing to kill people. Yeah, and, and Roxon at the end of the day is like, imagine if Amazon had a private militia. <laughs> yeah. And Which I, we're but, probably only a few years away yeah, from it. Yeah, point. like imagine if the off-duty cops that they have threatened union members were on-duty cops. We're we're With, literally eighteen months from this fucking story and, happening and in real life. Had, and their uniform had the Amazon logo. Their yeah, like no, like this, this is a this is a fucking docu series at this point. Like it's, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's uh, it's the how did you, we get here moment. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Rich, because when I was watching the scene where you are pretending to infiltrate um the the underground and uh well you you are in the underground but they don't know you're Spider-Man you're walking around in there yes, it reminds yeah. me of yeah. you're infiltrating the... it as Miles Morales which again I'm glad they do stuff like that because that's a lot of of moments from Spider-Man comics of knowing when this is a job for Spider-Man and knowing when this is a job for Miles Morales or Peter Parker it reminded me of in the yeah. first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie when that one guy infiltrates the Foot Clan lair, and you're like inside of the lair, and you see how them they're like packing cigarettes and doing all this weird shit, skateboarding, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm on the inside of the Foot Clan. The, exactly, what... <laughs> yeah. The, the Foot mm-hmm. Clan were just a bunch of tw- of teenagers that Shredder was paying to steal toasters they, they um, in exchange for like cigarettes, yeah. video games, and cigarettes. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah. um, in, in summation, if they had like one more chapter that was just really going into Finn's mental process of. How how she and why she was making that rash that rationalizing her decision. I think that would have been interesting. And you're only gonna yeah. get like ebbs and, and blurs of that because at the end of the day, like they're not gonna jump to give you that perspective. And I actually don't want to yeah. say they're, they're never gonna do it because when you look at the original Insomniac Spider Man, one of the things I love the most about it was there are points in that game where you jumped out and you were you were given different perspectives. You were playing as Mary Jane and you were yeah. playing as Miles. Yeah, and I I, I feel yeah. like that's kind of one of that the weaknesses cool. of this because I feel like the story works, but they 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 only give you Miles' perspective in this. And again, I feel like that works for grounding you as Miles. But also, the previous game set the precedent for showing us other people's perspectives. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like exactly it, it makes it hard to. <sighs> fully understand the rationale yeah exactly the, the rationality of why finn is the tinkerer feels we see the straight it, line of it, it's x yeah, event it's, y event i'm the tinkerer but mm-hmm. we don't fully get ever get inside her head like, the process why, of the of she should know f- better like given even, everything you know yeah, she should yes. know better and like the justification you are given feels a little thin yeah and like that's that's um, that's that is the the negative of what they the accomplished here. Of, like it's yeah, yeah, like it's it works, but less, it's thin. Maybe one le- uh, thin is thin. Um, maybe mm-hmm. one less side quest where I put uh, chasing a cat, and maybe one more side quest. No, I uh, like that cat. Fuck you. <laughs> I like the cat. I like the cat too. But I'm just saying. Yeah, um, yeah. No, like I I I see that because I I do like I understand how it didn't quite work and what they were going for. And like, I, I see why, like I'm fine with it, but also 
yeah, they could have done a better job explaining why Finn got to this point. Because it does. It feels like something where they build up this, like, they're... Miles and Finn's relationship this whole time beforehand, it feels like they're on the same page. And yeah. like, you're like and, in the middle and, of a mission when Miles is like, yeah. but I'm gonna have to stop you. And it's like, okay, yeah. Gosh. And it's like, <laughs> she, I, the, the upside to that is that it does, it gives you this sort of estranged feeling to Finn. Like, why is she doing this? I don't, like, I don't understand this. And it, like, I feel like it does an excellent job because of the, thinness of understanding Finn's character well, of, yeah. of making you identify with Miles because but also, you're not supposed to understand it and I think that's yeah. kind of half the point of like we keep saying you're supposed to come in with Miles rationale which is I don't understand why you won't listen to yeah. me you should know better you're not yeah. being rational exactly and I again like yeah I feel like it works because they're trying to get across your point of view in this is is Miles and they're they're really trying to drive if that. If you home. won't listen, I'm gonna punch some logic into yeah. you. Well, and I like, think that the, I think it works way... on that level, but also because of that, it makes again like, like the villain feels a little thin because they're yeah. they're really trying mm-hmm. to drive the one thing home, and they do that excellently. Like I, I, I am on board with Finn being, uh, or w- w- with Miles being the the Spider Man at this point. Like it's yeah, they, I just they to feel absolutely more nail that. I want to feel yeah. more conflicted with with taking Flynn down, being like, "Oh man, I can really see Finn. why she's doing this." Um, yeah. Flynn would be like a British boy that we had just met. <laughs> did I say Flynn? You did. Um, anyways, yeah. So, like I said, it was still like that last boss fight. Oh, is still my, really good. Flynn. <laughs> the last boss fight's great. The music's great. It was. It, it was all mm-hmm. effective. I just. It would have been. It just in juxtaposition to how well they were able to carve out Doc. Dr. Octavius as, you know, you could really understand sort of why he yeah, took the Yeah, like, again, did. like, kind of like I was saying, the like, game takes com- more time to get In comparison that, to the yeah. last game, like, they, they explain the rationale behind Slowly, Doc Ock sure. way more in depth than they do with, with Finn in this one. And, yeah, that's and just also, the downside to shorter game. Yeah. Th- that game also does a great job of, like, I feel like there's a lot of Spider-Man mediums where they don't do a great job of like he's like i made octopus arms and you're like oh why i I, like i feel like that game actually does a great job of like showing you here's why he would have done this here's where Um, the tech comes from and what he was attempting to do like that i love the most the original the original insomniac spider-man just has one of the best doc ox ever like i I, I feel like they they nail the side characters they they nail the villains i love doc ock in that i love mj in that it's like yeah i miss yeah mj was really good too and so was peter peter yeah and i feel like this game was doing a lot of heavy lifting to make you be 100 percent on board with miles and i I understand why they did that their their miles is great like so i don't the miles didn't have to be sold yeah like their their miles is really good um it just like some of the stuff with finn might be a little flimsy i was totally on board with um i really like what they did with aaron and the prowler and i ended up actually like again they had to give him a little bit more of an entourage and peter wasn't around so i ended up really liking ganky as a character as being sort of your uh like just this supportive friend who like they didn't have to do too much with him but he was he was interesting to have along for the ride Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, if considering what they did in eight hours, I think they did a great job. Or I think they did a, a really good job. But it's just like the nature of making a more con, a concise they, – they want to catch you up on Miles uh, in a much more condensed game. And Peter Parker yeah. got – right or wrong, he got 20 hours to – to really tell that story. In fact, he probably had too Worst, much time. We only got about eight here. Yeah, I could have yeah. done without some of that whole prison break shit that we always and, joke about and with the I frankly love the Peter, rap sequence. You can go fuck yourself. The rap, Peter even the gets sequence? screen time here, even though the he's rap. not on screen with like a lot of the uh, the challenges in this game are framed as like shit that Peter's left around the city as like, okay, Miles, you found this thing. Okay, here's, yeah, those here's are this cool. new special yeah, objective. Yeah. And like, you'll get, like, Peter gets screen time even though it's not his game in this game. And they do a I good job like with en- that. I feel like um, to enjoy this game fully, you need to I did to miss play, Jonah. You do, you do need to play the first Spider-Man game. Totally. I think I enjoyed this game more because I played the Definitely. first Spider-Man game. Um, and that'll be my last thing though, that I really did miss Jonah. And I, I get the logic behind it that Miles would have no reason to want to listen to J. Jonah Jameson rant and rave. Like he even makes a comment about Peter kind of being like sadistic. Like, why would you put yourself like, through this? Like I get why Peter Parker wants to listen to his ex boss be all fucking Alex Jones in his ear all day. Cause he finds it hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was it's only side contentness, and I feel game. like it's it's good side content. But it's fine, again, yeah. it's there's nothing you, you like. You don't interact. Well, there's one side quest when you're, where you interact with it, but like other than that, it, it's yeah, it's, it's completely it's, it's not there. Yeah, completely side um, quest, completely so I, ancillary. Yeah, I think that answers my. Uh, would you guys recommend this? I think we all kind of come off strongly on that. Um, so before we get out of here, I just have one last quick question. Um, and I think we probably touched a little bit on a lot of this, but what, what do you guys think Spider-Man 2 is? Do you think it is a co-op game? Do you think it's a, you're jumping between perspectives game? Or do you think it's a straight Peter Parker or a straight Miles Morales game? Hmm. It, it. To me, it makes no sense that they would spend all this time on Miles Morales just to relegate him to a side character I don't, that's not playable. I agree. I, I don't think he will be sidelined. I think we are going to get a more of a split down the middle where Peter Parker's up to this, Miles Morales. Like, again, with having two Spider-Men, it makes more sense to yeah do a lot I, of the, like, we're trailing this, so Miles, you're going to go check this out, and I'm going to go check this out, and we're going to report yeah. back to each other. Like, it, I could almost see it as a introductory sequence sort of thing like they did with the intro to this game where both of them are there and then the game proper starts and it's just miles again mm-hmm. but this well, time it's because peter parker is dead um well yeah like, I, I, I could I, almost I, see that but mm, I, I don't think i think people would have an issue with it just straight but like dead. no here's the thing yeah, i mean like given the continuity of the rest of the comics time, it makes sense but well I could I see them doing that, that intro, but I don't think they'll do it just because it would. Yeah. Nor, nor do I. I think actually, and I, I think I might have talked a little bit about this on the podcast the other week, um, but I'll just share that real quick while we're talking more spoilery stuff. I think that's how this trilogy caps off is with the death of Peter Parker. I really do. Um, where I see this one going, so and not I the end, at... not not the intro, but like the end of this, yeah, the second one. Okay. Well, well, or or even a third game. 
Um, yeah. But like with with what we know about this different take on Venom, the like in the the idea of like Harry Osborn might be Venom in this. Yeah, is I see we get that that opening act. Um, Harry's back. Peter and Miles have this interaction with Venom at the middle of the night, and they end up during that fight they realize it's Harry. Maybe they end up getting it off him. And at that point, the, the symbiote moves on. It senses someone stronger in Peter Parker and bonds to him. Ooh, yeah. And then I think we end up jumping with, we get a black suit Peter for a little while, and he's like, this feels really cool. I'm feeling awesome. I'm loving it, much in the way they did with the comics. But then Venom ends up full-on taking control, and now we're forced into a point where it's Miles Morales versus Peter Parker yeah. as Venom. Yeah, yeah. So instead of having come to the realization halfway. on his own, having another Spider-Man there to... Like not like, only it, yeah is no this yeah you fucked this up Pete like yeah yeah not only is this new supercharged villain like a massive threat it's also not just the the venom threat we're used to dealing with it's Peter Parker yeah yeah that I think be, there's a lot cool. of room for that yeah that that could be cool yeah. they could even explore sort of like I don't think they would do it exactly like uh like an RE two or an Alien Abbey thing but because there's two characters you could do a like play the story that, from this you, person's perspective, play the story for that. You could do something like that, too. So you that think, be like, cruel. That, you that, think Miles should beat uh, Peter Parker <laughs> to death with a with a wooden <laughs> board? At, at the end, you're just fighting Peter Parker at the end. Yeah, yeah. No, like, the I, I like the over. idea of playing it both with two different perspectives. Like, I mean, again, like, they kind of did the whole switching perspectives thing in the first Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah. I... I, I I don't see them doing two campaigns like the original RE2 because, well, again, no, I think nobody plays... back and forth. Yeah, well, it's probably like, unlikely. Well, also, in the RE2 remake, they scrapped all that stuff where, like, depending on who you play through first as, like, stuff will change because of... Like, yeah. Like, I think everybody realizes that nobody finishes games at this point. So I don't see us getting something like that with the, the plot being, Oh, you've got to play so through the campaign twice. That. Um, also to be perfectly fair, we've done a, uh, one of my favorite old Spider-Man games back in the PS2 GameCube era was, uh, the ultimate Spider-Man game in which you were 100% playing as Spider-Man and Venom in that game. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Like jumping back it's, and forth and they were I... off and crossing paths. I'm really excited. The, this is the last thing I will say, period. Um, and that's just that if they can take the best things of the first game and the best things about this game, which I know sounds like a really generic uh, take, and combine them, I, for me, I think that they could have something really special. Like, I really like the Absolutely. first one. Yeah. And I really like this one, but I don't think I'm not, not necessarily like as much as in love with them as like Rich per se, but I did really like them. But I think that the next one could be like, top five game of the year material for me if if they can deliver so uh, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a believer yeah. i think they can do it you're a true believer i'm a true <laughs> believer i'm full circle see how i did that accidentally <laughs> what's a sterkle a stir what <laughs> never mind um <laughs> you said full sterkle you full did say circle. full sterkle i think it must be the internet because i know that I it said could be circle. it could be it very but, well I just love people listening to the podcast, and they're like, why do they keep saying this guy's pronouncing words pro- improperly? It sounds fine to me. Yeah, no, it's just our on, internet. But... On, on that note, uh, before we harp too long, I think this is a great conversation, and I think we very much answered that we would all, we would all recommend this. And that yeah, being said, yeah. I'll, I'll leave us with a note. This has been a 
fantastic chomping after dark i hope shay layton is out of the raft soon uh and he can join us back on the normal <laughs> podcast that he hosts um, still filling in and for yeah that, that he hosts some uh-huh. most of the time yeah uh and uh <laughs> uh this if you liked what you heard here we have a whole other podcast the Chompcast, where we talk about video games we have evoking the sublime occasionally we, have, we talk about video games yeah we, like there's all these other podcasts going uh, on so check out our, our our podcast go to swordchomp.com for reviews and for merch and all that great stuff and i'm gonna leave you guys morgan and josh thank you both for joining me I'm going to leave y'all with a big throaty excelsior.